So uh, welcome back to Let's Get Busy with Tucker Monaco, Joe Parker, and our special guest today, Carrie Gardy from the Career Development Center. How are you doing today? Go ahead, Carrie. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're happy to have you on. So uh, jumping right into it, could you share a little bit about like your journey and what led you to your current role as the director of the Career Development Center here at Kutztown? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so when I was in college, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up choosing education and got to student teaching and did not like it, yeah. but was involved uh, as an undergrad on my campus. So um, had a mentor who said, you know, Carrie, you could work in higher ed, not K through 12. And it was like you know, the sun shone down on me and I was, wow, that that's amazing. I never really thought about that. So um, I actually came to Kutztown for my master's degree okay. and then I never left. So I stayed here. I started in residence life working with students mm -hmm. and um, had a great time. Did that for seven years. Went to Alvernia College in Reading for three years. And then I came back here into the career office because I love what we do in the Career Center, helping students figure it out. And even for those that do know what they want to do, to help them prepare and market themselves the best they can so they land the positions they want. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask how you ended up at Kutztown because I saw you've been the director for 12 years and I believe you've been here for 22. Yeah, uh, 25 actually. 25, wow. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it's a great place to work. It's really a positive, any university is a positive place to work because you're working with students and in the career world we always have one foot off the campus. So we're engaging with employers, right? And um, it keeps it interesting. Oh, so what does a typical day look like for you, and what's one of the most rewarding aspects of your job? Uh, typical. There really is no typical day. Mm. Uh, there's seasons within the year. Um, obviously working with students, so helping them in career coaching appointments one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do that as much as my staff does, um, but this time of year we're all doing it, trying to get students in before the end of the semester. Um, administrative tasks, managing the overall office operations, finances, um, planning what kind of year we want it to look like, what we want to focus on, what types of employers we want to engage with, um, I have two assistant directors, so one is focused more on employer relations, um, and the other is more on decision-making, grad school. We have a lot of students who are here and don't know what they want to do. So not only are, the, are there, I think, over 400 undeclared or exploratory study students, but many students who are declared change. So helping them figure it out. Gotcha. And really, that's one of the most valuable things that any career center offers. And it's not the it's not the thing that gets like the news, uh, like job fairs and on campus interviewing. That gets a lot of attention, and and those are wonderful days. But it's the day to day meeting with the students one on one quietly in the office. Uh, that's really the most rewarding. Right. So I know November is Career Development Month. National Career Development Month. Right. <laughs> so has this month been like insane for you or is it kind of just like this is our month, let's 
Rocket. Yes, uh, it's our month. We celebrate it in the yeah. office, and we we laugh because like I don't know if anybody else is as is as excited as we are. <laughs> but uh, we do a lot of programming. Um, but we do that. We do that every month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. I was like, it's... yes. You saw the banner across Main Street. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly what sparked my idea. I was like, because we had talked about having you on before, and then I was like, this is, that should be yes, awesome. It's a great so, month. It's their month. <laughs> so uh, piggybacking off that can you talk a little bit about like the platforms that students could look for either jobs and or internships on mm -hmm. so a big part of it is preparation um, so there are platforms and there are staff members to help them get ready so that means not just resume writing which everyone knows about a career center cover letter writing getting your LinkedIn profiles ready um, and then interviewing, not enough people prepare well, not just college students, anybody across the country. Like there's millions of people going for interviews this week and they are not prepared. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we teach students how to get ready to anticipate what's going to happen in an interview and understand why employers are asking the questions that they do and getting ready and having them feel much more confident in themselves to interview. Um, we promote all the time competence builds confidence mm. and if you're competent in something you know that's you start out on the right foot right um, and then platforms would be um, the first one our main one is handshake so handshake is our career management system we use that um, along with probably 70 80 percent of career centers across the country it's 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 a big one um, and that's to students' advantage because most employers know about Handshake. And if they don't, we're going to educate them about it because that's where students are going. Um, I just spoke with an employer last week, and they are like, well, we're just not getting applicants. And I said, well, you, you know, you're registered in Handshake, but you're not posting the positions. And they're like, well, we post them on our website. So we have to educate employers frequently. But that's if a student knows who you are to go to your website. Right. That's what that takes. But if they don't know you, they won't go to your website. Um, so trying to get employers who are very busy, and sometimes lazy, but very <laughs> busy to post positions on Handshake. Internship, full-time jobs, part-time jobs. Right. So if there's a company out there, like a small business, and they don't even, they're not registered on anything, what's the best way for them to go about getting on a platform like Handshake? So um, they would email us, recruiting at kutztown.edu, so that's easy to remember, um, and we would send them the information to register on Handshake. Um, you could just go to handshake.com and see all about it, and then they can also select the schools that they want to work with. Uh, there's even a lot of it's free for employers. They can pay uh, pay some extra um, for some extra services too, um, but they can register for free, post for free, um, and really, in addition to that, they can go through Handshake and look at the resumes of students. That's cool though. They can like target which colleges they want to work yes. with. I didn't know that yeah. about Handshake. Oh at all. yeah, for sure. Certain colleges have certain majors, so you know if they're looking for engineers. Um, they may not come to Kutztown, right? I mean, we have an engineering track within our physics major, but uh, so they have target schools. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So um, would there, I know that you guys do with a lot of them, like LinkedIn. Would be one. Would there be one that 
is better for internships, better for jobs? Or do you think Handshake is the top overall one? Um, or is there one leading one over the other in yeah, that specific way? It depends on the students, major, career goals, industry. Um, so at Kutztown, we have what's called the Major Discovery Series, which is a uh, like a four-page document for every major. Um, and within that four-page document, on page three, is a list of professional associations and just general job internship search websites that are common, commonly of interest to those majors. Right. So students can go there. We teach students all the time the best approach for any internship and job search is a multi-pronged approach. So don't just go to Handshake and yeah. wait for employers to post. As a matter of fact, the majority of positions aren't posted anywhere, mm -hmm. um, maybe not even on an, an organization's own website. Um, so we teach students, yes, there are lists. You'll find them on Handshake and Indeed, and LinkedIn has a really great job board. Um, Glassdoor, there's some big ones. But again, that's just the minority of what's actually out there. So. Um, we encourage the students and alumni to reach out to employers to research who could I work for, who would hire someone like me, and then reach out to them. Sometimes when you go to their website, then you do see some things, right. but not always. And that, does, that shouldn't stop a student. They should still email, try to find somebody who works there on LinkedIn, message them through LinkedIn. There's other ways to search. And we teach that to students in our job searching workshop, all the different strategies. Right. So if you, in your opinion, how important is like networking yourself? Because I know you guys host a lot of job fairs a couple, mm -hmm. couple times a year um, with hundreds of employees, tons of employees come to that. I've been to one myself and I've networked myself and I've talked to people that have actually told me the same thing you were just saying is that they don't have jobs offered on their website right now, mm -hmm. but they have one open and they're looking for this, this, and this. Yes. And they'll take my resume and say, and I'll take the business make it challenging. Card. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, and, and what happens is smart students reach out and inquire and here they have an opening um, and then they hire that student and that just reinforces to the employer I don't have to take the time and money to post <laughs> so yeah that's it's it's a challenge it's work finding work it really is to get ready and then to do it, it takes right. time and effort and uh, that's something that we try to encourage students to do is like pretend it's a class on your schedule. Mm -hmm. Lie to yourself and say, I have class two to three Thursdays, and every Thursday at two o'clock, you go to your career class and you sit down and you work on your search. Right. Or your research. And when would you say is a good time to start really digging into, like, and in your four, say your four year college span here? Yeah. Would you say your junior year is the biggest year you should be digging for, Definitely. say, internships and yeah. then senior year for jobs? So, or? yeah, the majority of KU majors don't require an internship, right. and therefore students don't do them. Mm -hmm. um, and all employers, all industries are saying we want students with experience. So, we also tell students, lie to yourselves, again, and tell yourself it's required for graduation. Even if you don't pursue it for credit, do an internship. That's what employers are looking for. Or research if you're going on to grad school, maybe. Um, so what was your question? <laughs> you <laughs> I pretty much answered it. <laughs> no, talk. We love it. But um, uh, I was saying, like, you think junior year is the oh, biggest yeah. year for yes. digging with that. So where I was going with that is... Um, do more than one internship. Like yeah. we're trying to teach students seek out skills and experiences 
that will differentiate you from other other students. Oh. And one internship, definitely. Two, oh my gosh, yes. Oh. Um, there was a, a woman um, a couple years ago, she, she did 15 internships while she was in college. Yeah, and oh. she actually, she was called the internship queen and she graduated from college and she went out across the country and was like a keynote for career centers encouraging right. students this is your life like seek it out make it happen right yeah. wow. so what do you what advice do you have for someone who is looking to actually enter the job field maybe mm -hmm. they haven't done like me personally I haven't done an internship yeah. I've worked here as a GA yeah and I'm moving to Florida so that's another thing like mm -hmm. I'm moving to Florida in January a lot of places down there they don't want to kind of hinge their bet on me moving down there because mm -hmm. some people back out at the last minute yeah. so what time do you think is best for people to actually start applying for jobs? Yeah, it's, I mean, it depends on the industry, but we always say to May grads, start over winter break. Like, okay. start looking, researching, applying, emailing, get started then. Don't wait until April. Okay. Um, <laughs> recruiting season for many students who are looking for May grads is February, March, April. Okay. So by, if you just start in April, it's way too late. Um, you might have missed some opportunities. Um, your GA position is pretty much an internship, so yeah. I would I be you should be really excited you have a GA position because that's going to make you very marketable. And any experience is good. If you're a server at a restaurant, it's good. So I don't mean to to you know downplay anything else because you earn skills from those experiences, transferable skills. So you. You've earned them, learned them, gained them as a server, you know, customer service, problem solving, teamwork, time management, uh, work ethic, all of that, and you can transfer them to a different industry. Now, if you're looking out of the area, it's a mobile country, so it's not unusual for students to come from all over. Yeah. It's not unusual to go to Florida, too. That sounds really nice today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 24 degrees out. Um, Put Florida, put, you know, Orlando, Florida, whatever, on your resume and LinkedIn profile now, like at the top. Okay. Um, to, and you can say, I will be relocating to Florida as of May 2024. Okay. And it's, it's, it's a definite. Now, it might not happen until you get a job. I don't know. Yeah. But you make it sound like it's happening. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that. People are moving all over the place. Okay. But start looking now. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Now, do you find it common that, like, People will come to you, do an internship over the summer, say their junior year. And I, this happened to my sister, where she did an internship with social media down the shore. We, uh, like my grandmother lives down the, at the Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. She lived there, she worked on a whale watcher, and her internship cool. was, yes, it was awesome. She's <laughs> on the water every day. How can you hate that? But yeah. she did an internship doing social media, and mm -hmm. she loved it. She was doing that, and then she went to school at uh, the University of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. She went back there and started an internship doing social media again, but for like a strength and conditioning company. And then mm -hmm. she kind of realized that's not what she wanted to do. And she kind of changed paths. Mm -hmm. She still graduated with a communications major and business okay. minor. But doing the internships, she realized what she thought all this time she wanted to do and what she had such great experience with the first time around isn't what she wants to do for the rest of her life. Is that common for you that yes. people will come after doing internships and change their yeah, mind? Yeah, definitely. And we help a lot of alumni too who right. are out, you know, one to 20 years and they come back to the career center which I just like that that warms my heart that they <laughs> felt like they were helped while they were a student and they know that we can help them you know they haven't done a job search in 10 years um, or their their interests change 
that's that is the beauty of getting related experience whether it's a job an internship um, or even volunteering you see things and learning what you don't want to do is part of the decision-making process because I always say to students it's like you're moving through this funnel up at the top <coughs> there's so many options right like what major am I going to pick what minor um, what am I going to do and you're again supposed to be gaining experiences knowledge to move through this funnel and a lot of that is what you don't want to do right. um, but that's the beauty of an internship that you can check it out it's you know 10 15 weeks and if it's not great okay whatever you get a good reference you learned great transferable skills and you're marketable on your resume um, so that's a win-win and employers offer internships because it's a recruiting tool for them right they right. can check you out not too many strings attached and if it's if you're awesome and it's a great fit they'll be like yeah you know we'll hire you it's a recruiting tool for them you did say one thing that I want to circle back on you said um, for the rest of your life and we tell students don't ever say that to yourself <laughs> um, you know when you graduate let's say you're 22 you work 44 years and you retire in your 60 like 66 22 44 66 that means after you graduate and I write that up on the board when I go into classrooms. I say, plus 44, what does this mean? What could 44 mean? And, you know, they get it. Eventually, 22 plus 44 equals 66. And I say, no one should put stress on themselves and say, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, right. that's just bonkers. What you have to ask yourself as a student is, where do I want to get started? What do I want to do for the first zero to three years? Year two or three during that time, you're going to figure out your next step. But you should never say, what am I going to do? Right. Um, very few people stay in, in the position or field that they were in at 22. Um, we, we pivot. We learn what we don't like. We, we go back to school. Um, we live in a great country where we have a lot of options. Right. Uh, so that's, I think, according to the Bureau of Labor Standards, the last thing I read was, people will change their career field three to five times in their lifetime. So that's not job, that's career field. Hello everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the SBDC podcast. Now, if you are a small business owner or work at Kutztown University and would like to become a guest on the very podcast, you can contact us at azawo 231 at Again, that is azawo 231 at Now, back to the show. And the other thing I want to say about job searching, which is, this is kind of uh, recent for me. I have two sons. My oldest son is 24. And he graduated from college, um, was in, in this job that he liked, but it was it was like year two. And he's like, I've done this two years. I'm ready for a change. It was 100% remote. So he's like, I can't do remote any work. And I don't want to do what I'm doing 100%. It could be a part of my job. So... Um, 
he happens to have a mom who's a career coach, uh, so that was good for him. But he, he was job searching too. He was working on it. We're you know I'm sending him things I'm seeing, and the one job that I saw was five plus years experience, and I thought well. I'll send it to him because sometimes if a company is looking for a more you know advanced position, not entry level, they'll um, they'll, they'll post it and then somebody internally will move into that role, right? Yeah, like one right. of their entry level. And I thought, oh, I'll send this to him. He can apply. He applied. He interviewed. He got the job. Wow, and they awesome. were asking awesome. for five plus years. Right. So um, I bring that up because employers often like ask for. They shoot for the stars. Like you look at some of these job descriptions. Well, it could go either way. They're either really intense and they list like 20 things that these candidates have to have and people get freaked out by it and they don't apply, yeah. which isn't good. You know, let them be the one to tell you no. Right. Um, or it, frankly, sometimes it's the other end, which is it's very vague. You read it and you're like, I don't even get that's what like this person does. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a three sentence description with no yes. wage, no like yeah. anything. And then involved. they wonder why yeah. they don't get candidates, yeah. <laughs> or they get a lot that aren't even really qualified, and they have to sift through it all. Which is one of the reasons why employers don't always take the time and money to post on Indeed because right. they yeah. are just inundated, and you know. I don't know the stats, but let's say two thirds or more are not even worth looking at right. to, to the employer. Um, so anyway, my message is like employers ask for everything. If you have a third of what they're asking for, go for it. If it says this many years experience, you don't have it, apply anyway. Especially now, 2023, going into 2024, it is a really good job market. There's a lot of opportunities. Um, employer in certain industries, employers are just begging for people. Right. Uh, so it's a it's a great time to be searching. Yeah, awesome. this January winter break. Yep, <laughs> like you said, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Yeah, you don't hear from them. They say no. Yeah, yeah. Move on. <laughs> I'm sure they would have liked to have gotten someone a little bit more experienced. I'm thinking about my son's um, situation, um, and they did say to him, "Well, you know." Uh, we're going to have to do some training in this area. He's like, okay, I'm up for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it awesome. all worked out. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's good for him. Has there ever been an experience that you've had personally while working at the Career Development Center where you've seen a student fully do like a 180 or you've really impacted them to the point where they've, you know, impacted you? Well, we do get nice emails quite often, which yeah. is which is wonderful. And I encourage anyone listening to this to to thank people who've helped you, because you don't always hear good stuff. Um, and people do, even though it is our job, they still you know go above and beyond in many ways to help. Um, so yes, we've heard amazing stories. Um, I think the most exciting thing for me is that a student didn't know about something until they connected with our office. Right. Like mm. that to me is just like so powerful, you know. I didn't know about a lot of stuff till we sat down and had this conversation. <laughs> to be honest, and knowledge is power. Yeah. Um, I was just just yesterday. I had an appointment with a freshman. Um, I went into her freshman year seminar class um, and presented, and I didn't know this when she came in. And she said, "I made this appointment because I was so inspired when you came in and spoke to my class." And I'm not even really sure what her purpose of the meeting was. <laughs> um, I guess we ended up talking about um, 
internships, even though she's a freshman. So she already is thinking about this. And I talked to her about the Washington Center, which I'm the liaison, the university's liaison to the Washington Center, which is a nonprofit organization down in DC that brings students from all over the country three times a year to do internships. Oh, wow. And the son that I was just talking about actually went down in spring of 21 and did an internship down there. Um, so we ended up talking about that and she said, she said to me, Carrie, I have goosebumps on my arm right now. Um, she's, she'd been going through some, some personal things. A lot of times career counseling ends up talking about personal issues because <laughs> it's all intertwined. Right. You know, it's all connected. Finances, can you pick up and move? How are you going to make this happen? Um, so she was dealing with a lot of personal stuff and is like coming out of it on the positive end. And um, she said, I, I can't, like, she said, the thought of me living in D.C. for 10 weeks this coming summer, like, she said, I just couldn't fathom that I'd ever be there and be considering that. Right. So I think she was just really, like, first semester, freshman year, I don't know how you all were, but, um, <laughs> you know, think of, like, where you start and where you end up by the time you're a senior year or a grad student. Like, it's this whole amazing process, hopefully. It, it is, definitely. I can yeah. tell you, my freshman year, the first semester, I was, I'm on the football team, so I was dealing with that, and we had a really good season. We're in the playoffs. I was not thinking about my future. <laughs> and now here I am five years later sitting here, and I'm like, wow, that felt like yesterday. Uh, yeah. So the I guess The days are long, but the years are short. Yes. <laughs> and it's never too early, obviously, to yes. start. And I know uh, that's what I also wanted to bring up. Like, you guys are very involved in the campus. Is that often you'll go to speak to, like, an FYS? I know, mm -hmm. like I mentioned, I'm on a team, and you've come to us in camp multiple times and talked mm -hmm. about what your center does, how available you guys are, and what, like, how key you are to this campus. So yes. is that often you will go to classes? We and go as much as we can, as, as much as they let us in. Uh, we do outreach all the time. So we have faculty that partner with us each semester. Um, it could be an FYS class. It could be senior SEMS. Um, we go into classes and administer the uh, strong, not strong, um, strengths quest interest inventory to teach student their, students their natural strengths. Um, we do workshops. We go into some classes and do mock interviews, practice interviews. Okay. That's a little nerve-wracking for students <laughs> because we actually interview them in front of their classmates mm -hmm. um, and then give feedback on what they did well, what they didn't. Um, and they do say every time, like, oh, this was so valuable. Um, this is going to help me. Uh, so we try to be as intrusive as we can. <laughs> and with, yes, with coaches, we reach out to them. We sponsor snack breaks. Right, and, yeah. Uh, any, any way we can get in. We go into the residence halls at night and do workshops. Um, and then we have our own programming series that students can come to, let alone us going into classes. Right. But students are busy, you know. They're, they're very busy. So if we can get into a class and they don't have to go to an extra workshop, right. that's good. Yeah, I've definitely noticed it myself. Our coach mentions it all the time. Whenever there's a job fair, he'll start telling us about it two weeks before. Mm -hmm. And then once we really start getting close, he'll tell us, like, hey, you know, football is going to end. So if you have to miss a couple uh, minutes of practice, miss an hour or so of practice, to yeah. go to the job fair, and then he tells us about all the resources you guys have mm -hmm. that you uh, have uh, inventory of suits mm -hmm. and suit and ties, and if we need it. Yep. that we can get it from your center. And it's like, obviously, I know a lot about it because he yeah. has told us so much about it. That's and good. he is, our coach is definitely one that is uh, a big advocate of the work you guys do and uh, what 
how substantial the work is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you work at a university, it really is a community. And we, it's a saying that we, we all are in admissions. We're all recruiting to get people to come to KU. Because what we do attracts students and parents to come here. And they hear great things. And you know, so then younger brothers, sisters, friends come to KU. So we're all in admissions. And we're all in career. Right. Um, whether it's encouraging students to, to focus on that, like you need to pay attention to yourself. Like right. you're going to these classes to earn a degree to get a job. So if you don't know what your career goal is, you need to start working on it. It's not just some magical, mystical thing that happens one day. You wake up, oh, this is what I want to do. Right. You have to work on it. I, um, so I love to hear that others are promoting that. And, and also, as I mentioned already, any job search is multi-pronged approach. So hopefully the coaches are hearing about jobs and telling yeah. people about it. That's that's networking. That right. is the number one strategy to get a job is networking, whether it's entry level or you're 40 years in. Um, and that's because people like doing business with those that they like. Right. So if, a, if a, an employer, an employee at a company says, um, you know, we have this opening, the company says we have this opening, the first place a company goes to is their own employees and they spread the word. And if a, a rock star employee is saying, oh, you know, this is my, my son's friend, he's great, take a look at his resume, I would, I would have this affinity to that person compared to a stranger. Right. So it's just human nature. Now, you know, the saying, um, I'm sure you've all heard it, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes, yes. I was just going to bring that <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> I know people think that, um, which I always say in workshops, that's only partially true. Yeah. I mean, no employer is going to hire somebody who, doesn't, who isn't qualified, doesn't know what they're doing. They'd be an idiot, right? Right. right. But you maybe wouldn't have heard about that opportunity without having a connection because, right. again, not empl employers are not always posting their opportunities. Right on their own site, let alone on these other job boards. Right, yeah. That's something that I've noticed too as I've been looking through on LinkedIn, on Indeed and things like that. I'm mm -hmm. like, are these the only jobs available? Like completely? And I've had half a mind to like go into a business and just be like, hey, what jobs do you guys have? Yeah. Like, you could do that. Would, yeah. You could definitely do that. You're the first person to tell me that I can do that. Everyone else is like, no. Like, I think they think it's like knocking on someone's door nowadays. <laughs> like, like, hey, can I, can I come in? Like, can I have I a mean, job? I mean, if there's and... like a security guard at the door, it might be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, you could walk in. You could email. You could call. Yeah. Calling really makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, this young generation does not like to call. Right, like yeah. my my younger son, he's 21. He you know, doesn't even have his voicemail set up on his phone. And I, I said to him, Nick, he was looking for an internship this past summer. I'm like, you need to turn your voicemail on because old people like me might be calling to set up an interview. And he's like, why wouldn't they just email? I said, because if they get you, they can schedule it much quicker. Like this is how the old days work. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway. Do you think it's better for, like I mentioned before, the job fairs that you guys do? Is it better for networking to meet face-to-face -face rather than through Handshake oh, or LinkedIn or Indeed? Face-to-face -face always trumps uh, email and phone right. calls. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, you're talking to an employer at a fair and it's not going to happen, you can hand them your resume and maybe they think they, something comes up later. The other thing I want to mention about fairs is students don't always think of this and graduates, but um, there's 
other fairs in Handshake. So if you go on Handshake right now, you would see multiple fairs at other universities. And that's because they're inviting you. Otherwise, you wouldn't see it. Right. So all an advantage of being a state system school, there's 13 other universities, right? So we all share our job fairs with each other. So if Westchester Millersville SHIP is having a fair, you'll all see it in Handshake. And even though you know you can't drive to Westchester that day, there's a list and they're recruiting college yeah. graduates or interns. So you can still be crafty about it and reach out to them. That would be a tip for you for Florida. Yeah, I'm thinking about it right is, now. And even if you don't see it in Handshake, like maybe they're not making their fairs public, um, I would go to the Career Center website of universities around where you're moving to because a lot of times they'll post that their fair's coming up. Yeah. Um, and they might even have a list publicly on their website. Now that you say that, my cousins actually go to USF and oh FSU. My, yes. So I'm going to see what they have to so say So have them it. log in yeah. to Handshake and send you stuff from yeah. their fair. Okay. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Hopefully they have it set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Handshake, um, all students are in it. Like, you're all uploaded in it. Okay. Um, so you're in there, you just need to log in with your single sign-on. Like, it's all, right. all there already. So oh, okay. it's probably the same for them. Okay. Has it ever happened to you in your experience here that a company has come and said, we're starting a new division, and we want 15 college kids from the accounting division? Yes. And you can say, okay, I have this amount of people that have come to visit me at least, and I know that they're qualified and they would rock this job. And you say, here you go. Yes. Has that ever happened before? Um. It does every now and again. The most recent one I can remember is St. Luke's Health Network when they were rolling in their um, EPIC system, like their medical, their CSM. Right. Um, they were hiring a whole bunch of, of people to learn EPIC in order to train their employees. Think of how many employees St. Luke's Health Network yeah, has. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, so they were hiring numerous people. Um, it's tricky because there's not a lot of employers that have a numerous positions. Like right. they might have one to three, um, and we just tr we try to get it out to students who are in a, a connected major. Right. Um, but as far as like volume, it doesn't happen. Accounting does. Uh, accounting firms in September October they hire a lot at once. Mm -hmm. But even that's not as cyclical as it used to be. It's really called now today just in time hiring. Like. I got to get somebody just in time. I have an opening. I need somebody now, now, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was struggling with, with determining the right window to want to get hired for somewhere because who's going to be like, I'm going to wait two to three months for this guy to potentially get down here rather than, you yeah. know, I need someone right now. But you're viewing it as increasing your network. So you get okay. somebody and you say, I'm not ready till May. If they reply to you and they're like, oh, you know, well, we're, we need to, we have somebody right now. Hey, that's a human being replying to you, and you keep that email, and yeah. then you reach out again in March or April. Okay. Because they might have another opening then. Yeah. Uh, what, finally, uh, question, what kind of advice would you give to others that are kind of looking to grow in their current field, or undergrads that are looking to get internships or jobs? What's the biggest piece of advice you could leave them with today? Oh, God, there's so much advice. <laughs> um, Be a sponge, be curious, try to learn as much as you can, not only in the classes that you're in, of course, but um, from professionals. One thing that we promote to students and alumni all the time is a thing called informational interviewing, 
which is a fancy term, not too fancy, but um, it's a term for talking to professionals. Right. And you might have already done it, not known it was called informational interviewing. It's when you talk to your uncle about his career, you've never done that growing up, right? And you're like, hey, uncle, hey, aunt, um, what, do you, what do you do every day? What do you like about your job? What do you not like about it? How did you get into the field? When your company is hiring, what do they look for? That's a great question. Right. Um, how can I make myself marketable? And then you also ask, is there someone there I can connect with? Do you have a contact of somebody I could speak with? And don't think that people, like maybe your aunt is, is a manager at Target, and you're like, I'm not going into retail management, but she knows people who knows people, right? right. Um, you just never know who knows people. So you always need to be curious and, and try to learn from others. Like, what are the takeaways? And, and it's just a fascinating world. And all, like, just think, people woke up today and they all went to work and we're all doing different things. Right. So be a sponge, ask questions, take in as much as you can, and just continue to be curious. Actually, throughout the rest of your career, be curious. If you are curious and, and interested in learning, you'll always stay on top of things because stuff like software is constantly changing. And when I think about when I started being the director um, 16 years ago, I guess it was, what I did director year one compared to this year, so different. Right. Some are the some things are the same counseling appointments, um, but other things are like data is huge. Uh, if you can manage Excel, Access, pivot tables, VLOOKUP, any field, mm. if you have any right. kind of technical ability, you will be marketable. Mm. Wow, that's awesome! So, this has been awesome. I definitely learned more in depth into what the Career Defe Development Center does. Um, the services they offer and the great things they do for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we appreciate having you on. We appreciate the work you've been doing for us, Carrie. Thank but, you for yeah. having me. Enjoy the remaining days of National Career Development Month. It's <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> me too. It's party time. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, right. Um, but any employers that you do work with in the SBDC, um, even if they've never had an intern before, now's the day. Like, yeah, have them right. reach out to us and and they can craft a description and we can get that out to students and students can start interning. They can also intern remotely. Right. So even if they're not real close to campus and we have students that don't have cars or don't have the money to put gas in the car to go to this internship. Right. Um, but it can happen. There's, so there's different ways it could happen. Right, yeah, that's awesome. And that's a great point that you brought up too because like I said before, we have companies come to us and say, I don't really want to do my social medias. I don't really want yeah. to do this, this, and this. I kind of want to just have you guys do it. And our center specifically can't do that because we have so much coming up mm -hmm. uh, like on our table at all times, but definitely. Yeah. We have a major in social media. We have yeah. a minor, <laughs> right. let alone other students who just know social media, right? Yeah. Um, just the basics. But we have a major so students learn the metrics and, and the impact of what they're doing and, and who's looking at it and who... Who, you know, who are they? And they know so much more than just what random people think, like, oh, we'll put a post on Instagram. You know, right, that kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. 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 All right. Well, once again, thank you for coming on. It's been awesome. We appreciate having you and uh, hope you enjoyed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.